0: Patrick Montgomery was in court. Jonathan Manapa will stay in federal custody. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. 62-year-old former Arizona resident and Marine veteran Ray Epps, as you probably know, has been the subject of ongoing conspiracy theories about January 6th. He has repeatedly been accused of being an undercover FBI agent, an instigator, because MAGA just can't seem to wrap their heads around the idea that they are not the good guys and that many of their fellow MAGA men and women are spoiled brats. They are domestic terrorists. So here's what all went down with Epps. Here's why he's been targeted by fellow Donald Trump supporters and how his sentencing turned out. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps was in D.C. He was at the Black Lives Matter Plaza. So the plaza was filled with Trump supporters. They were all getting worked up, talking about Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And Epps told the crowd, in part, quote, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. We need to go into the Capitol. We're here to defend the Constitution. I'm going to put this out there. I'm probably going to jail for it. Tomorrow we need to go into the Capitol, in the Capitol, peacefully. So as Epps is saying this, far-right extremist Anthony Gianep, who goes by the name of Baked Alaska online, he was live streaming this to a streaming platform. And so he captured everything that Epps said. So the following day, Epps was recorded, and he was at Trump's speech, and he said to people around him, as soon as the president's done speaking, we're going to go to the Capitol. And he said, it's this way. And then he repeated it later. He said, you know, when he's finished, we're going to go to the Capitol. It's that direction. He said, quote, that's where our true problems lie. So Epps and the others headed to the Capitol. He was then seen on video at Peace Circle. So that was the site of the first breach of the Capitol grounds. So the mob first ripped down a bunch of of barricades. They ripped them down, tossed them aside. Those barricades weren't manned by anyone. They came to the second set of barricades that were being guarded by about a handful of police officers. And the mob was clearly irate by that point. They were very aggressive. But one of Trump's terrorists stood out, Ryan Samsel. So Samsel, I've shared with all of you, he has an extensive and violent criminal history, including physically assaulting multiple women on multiple occasions. He choked some of them out to the point that they became unconscious. You know, he held one woman underwater when she was pregnant with their child. So Samsul gets to the gate. He's clearly agitated. He's looking for a fight. And as he approached the line of officers, he turned his MAGA hat backward and he started screaming at them. Within minutes, Epps was over. He was seen on video. He was over by Samson, whispering something into his ear. So Samsel has given numerous contradictory statements about what Epps said to him, but one of the versions that he told the police or the FBI matches what Epps told the investigators because Epps claims that he told Samsel basically like, relax, the police are just doing their job, you know, chill out. But Samsel did the complete opposite just seconds later. Um, This is after the rest of Trump's terrorists went ballistic and they started violently shaking the barricades. They were so aggressive and so violent that a female officer was thrown backwards and she hit her head on the concrete steps. She fell unconscious. So the mob surged forward after that. They tossed aside a second set of barricades and then they tossed aside a third set. They moved further onto the restricted grounds of the Capitol sometime later epps was seen in the crowd and he had his hands up on the side of a massive trump sign that was used to attack the police you guys have heard me talk about this before it's what they refer to as the billboard attack this was a huge like six foot high by eight or ten foot wide trump sign it may have been even wider like 12 to 15 feet Um, they've, They've just estimated it, but they said it was framed in steel, it contained large metal caster wheels, and they were the size of a man's head, so it could do a lot of damage. So Trump's mob picked this thing up over their heads, and they used it basically like a battering ram to ram it into the police line. So like I said, Epps was seen, he had his hands briefly touching the side of the sign as if he was helping to push it forward toward the police. When he let go, he was then seen on video. He was pointing towards the officers, almost like he was directing everyone to push the sign in that direction towards them. So the mob was able to break the police line because of that sign. And then that's when Epps and the others started pushing on each other. They started pushing on the other people in the mob to try to apply pressure to the police. So, they got hit with pepper spray. Um, Epps remained on the Capitol grounds for about 30 more minutes. He never did go in the Capitol, but he was on the Capitol grounds. He was seen and heard on video attempting to calm the crowd down. And that happened, they said, at least five times. So, at one point, There was a member of the mob. He was freaking out. He was yelling and cursing at an officer. He was basically prodding the officer to take a swing at him. So Epps stood in front of the man in between him and the police line and they said that Epps put his hands out and he said, quote, take a step back, take a step back. We're holding ground. We're not trying to get people hurt. They don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get hurt. Just back up. It doesn't matter. We've made our point. We don't want to take away from what we did. So he continued to try to de-escalate the situation in that same manner. He kept walking up and down the police line and talking to people. But while he was still on the Capitol grounds, Epps replied back to a text from his nephew, and he told his nephew, quote, I was in the front with a few others. I also orchestrated it. So that's one of the things that Trump supporters seized on to make their case about Epps being an instigator for the government. I mean, it's so ridiculous as if If he was a government plant, if he was a Fed, do you think he would just text that to his nephew? (laughs) I mean, you'd have to be a moron. So following the Capitol attack, the FBI issued a Be on the Lookout poster for Epps. It's one of the bolos. And on January 8th, Epps contacted the FBI and he turned himself in, said, hey, here you're looking for me. Here's who I am. Here's where you can find me. Well, in March of 2021, the FBI interviewed Epps. He admitted to everything he did at the Capitol. He conceded that he sent that message to his nephew, and he said he did it because he was proud of having been a part of getting everyone onto the Capitol grounds. Epps also said that his goal was to get as many people as possible inside the Capitol Rotunda because he wanted the lawmakers to know that they were unhappy about the election being stolen or that he thought it was, right? It wasn't, but he thought it was. But Epps said he, quote, didn't see the whole picture at that time, and Epps claimed that he wasn't aware of all the violence that took place on January 6th until after the fact. Not necessarily 100% true, because he definitely knew that there was violence going on. He was standing right there watching it all go down. Um, And then, this is the most ironic part, Epps told the FBI at that time that he blamed Antifa for inciting the violence at the Capitol. He said they were dressed as Trump supporters and they started the violence. I mean, he's pointing the finger and bringing up this conspiracy theory, and then he becomes the subject of one of the biggest conspiracy theories of January 6. I mean, irony is dead. Anyway, the FBI removed Epps online poster, the Bolo poster, because they found him. They knew who he was at that point. They knew where to find him. He wasn't going anywhere. And as with so many other nonviolent known January 6th participants, Epps wasn't arrested right then and there. They were busy with other cases where people were violent and where there were cases where people might have a chance to take off. So between, you know, him not being arrested right away, them taking his bolo pictures down without any notice or without an explanation. All of those facts coupled together, that was just even more fuel for the B.S. conspiracy theory about him being a FED. So finally, in September of 2023, Epps was charged and he immediately agreed to a plea deal for the misdemeanor charge of disorderly conduct on restricted grounds. So Epps faced up to when you're in prison one year of probation, and $100,000 in fines. However, the prosecutor requested a sentence of only six months in prison and 500 in restitution. The government noted that his case was very different from all other cases in many ways. They lauded his service uh, as a Marine for four years. However, they said he specifically trained in riot and crowd control, so he should have known better than to participate in an event like January 6th. He knew what the police were up against. On the other hand, they gave him credit for immediately turning himself in and taking responsibility, and the prosecutor cited the severe consequences that he's already experienced because of MAGA and because he was targeted by very high-profile public figures like Tucker Carlson, because Epps was forced to sell his six-figure business, he was forced to sell his home, and then he and his wife had to go into hiding because they were receiving death threats. They had people coming and threatening them with weapons at their home. So at his sentencing hearing, Epps told the judge, quote, trust in elected officials and Fox News led to my gullibility in believing the election was stolen. And then he added, quote, what I witnessed was rage and vulgarity on a level I've never seen before, and it was generated by people like me, not the FBI or Antifa. So U.S. District Judge James Bosberg presided over Epps' case, and he told him, quote, While many defendants have been vilified in a way unique to January 6, you seem to be the first to have suffered for what you didn't do. And then the judge acknowledged that Epps, quote, had to live like a fugitive because of lies others spread. And then in the end, the judge sentenced Epps to only one year of probation and $500 in restitution. So I'm pretty shocked. Boesberg is a very tough judge. I think, though, he took pity on Epps because of his contrition, because of the consequences he's already faced. I don't know. I, I mean, Good on the guy for finally realizing that he was duped and that the election was not stolen, but it took him being targeted by the same people. It took him being the subject of a conspiracy theory propagated by the same people for him to finally go, hmm, things that make you go, hmm, (laughs) maybe. Everything else they say is also bullshit. (laughs) I know I'm not a Fed. (laughs) So maybe they're not the most trustworthy people. Yeah, I have said so many times over so many years, Republicans do not get it. They don't understand anything. They don't care about anything until it happens to them. Until they can feel it themselves, they lack any and all empathy. They cannot see things from the other side. It's despicable. It really is. Anyway... I will let you know if I hear any more. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please donate if you can. Love you all. Take care, talk with you soon.